Welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Let's get it going out there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of the world. Welcome back in once again to the Sports Buffoon Studios based out of Lenexa, Kansas. We got Jason JG to my left, Tanner Dawson to my right, Mike Sutter running. What's up, fellas? What's going on? What's up, yo? Oh, man, another wonderful Wednesday here tonight. Here, Wonderful Wednesday night, as usual, with the fans out there. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in once again, of course. Um, NFL free agency, NFL new league year. Is officially upon us. Everyone is zero and zero now, right? That's correct. So, have the Chargers won the Super Bowl yet? Uh, they just got predicted to win the whole entire a- uh, American League. I American League. What? If <laughs> baseball is on the mind, uh, apparently. Okay. okay. Well, we talked a lot of sports today. I just, I, I just figured with it being a new league year, that means the Chargers are granted immediately to be the champions of the offseason, just like every other year. So. Uh, I figured let's go ahead and hand him the title right now. Yeah, they've got Eric Kendricks, brand new defense. You know, loaded up that defense That's again. That's going to set them over. That's let's go number one defense in the league. So I uh, would hope, I would hope that they did actually win the Super Bowl last year because our uh, resident NFL expert picked them in the preseason to uh, win the fucking Super Bowl. I mean, I so did you, did you let us down? What the fuck happened? No, there? I'm glad you brought that up actually because <laughs> I, I did pick them to go like what was it, 14 and three or 15 and two, something wild like that. I just us underestimated the fact of their ability to uh, to shit the bed, and <laughs> and so I I forgot you know I, even even I have my moments where I forget oh yeah that's still that team, and um yeah I, I let the defensive additions last year get to me a little bit but uh, guys besides that obviously we had a lot to talk about today with the new league year here and Aaron Rodgers and Chiefs uh, missing quite a few players now off the roster at this point but. First and foremost, hopefully out there, you guys listening are having a sip on with us. So, uh, Jason, what are you sipping on right now for the show? Uh, some kind of rum. I didn't bother to look at the bottle because this is not my household. So I just okay. poured some rum, man. So Tanner, Somebody else can tell me what it hearing is. Hearing those words should tell you you could have an empty bottle of rum filled up with some bullshit and Jason will drink it. That's true. So much, he doesn't look at the bottle. He doesn't look at the label. So he'll just drink whatever you got. Just throw something that says rum on there. Whatever's laying around, fine. man. I pretty much will drink anything because these two guys at one time in my lifetime, they actually served me a beer that had a fetus. I think it was a, a mouse or something like that. The, well, the mouse fetus or something like that. There was they also, served it to well, me. I took one sip and I did not die, <laughs> but I still threw the rest of it in the trash. Don't forget all the grass that was in it, too. There was Roundup at one point. Hey, used. at least you can live to talk about it. That's the great thing about life, you know? Right. right. You, you live survived. Hey. What doesn't kill you we, makes you stronger, right? There was a time we were professional homebrewers and we knew exactly how to grow a fetus. Hey, it's like riding a bike. We're still professional homebrewers. Yeah, it's like easy, riding a bike, dude. It's easy. Easy stuff. So uh, we'll do that sometime again. I got me some uh, Yenlins. Coming into play. Yingling. The uh, oldest brewery still going. Is that really the oldest brewery, though? I think so. Is it really? I don't I, know. When I looked at it in Pennsylvania, it it's a, it's definitely mm. a, an old place. I'd be, I'd be surprised. I, I know it's new to Kansas, new to Kansas yes. City. So um, it's it's not too bad. It reminds me of a Boston lager, personally. Yeah, it was good. But uh, overall, it's a good beer. Uh, no hate about it whatsoever. Um, speaking of Boston lager, I got me a Sam Adams, Just the Haze. It is a non-alcoholic. 
IPA, probably the best NA IPA that I've ever had, as a matter of fact. So that way, if you see me over here just crushing these as we go, um, no one's getting too worried about uh, getting a little too wild on the show these days. So. By the way, guys, if you hear this sound at all, oh, hang on, I got a music going. So if you hear, I want a music go. You hear this sound at all? Oh, fuck, say it! That means there is breaking news happening in the NFL world while we're live. Mm, okay. And by the way, oh, fuck, say it! James Robinson to the Patriots for two years and a max value of eight mil. So there's that. There we go. They're trying to add weapons for Mac Jones over there. So um, as we speak, we have a lot, obviously, coming our way at the moment. Um, now, Let's get to the biggest news right now of the day, guys. I mean, the biggest news of the week, and it's been going on. It's been dragged out long enough by this point. Um, but he finally went on Pat McAfee's show yes. today, Aaron Rodgers, and his final destination, hopefully his final destination anyway. Uh, the Jets have now, you know, put put themselves in a, in a position of getting the guys that he wants. I mean, can you imagine that, Tanner? You're in a position in your workplace, and you're telling this company who has interest in you that, I will not hire on with you unless you hire my buddy, this guy over here first. I thought I thought he squashed that. No, for I okay, to it, no, he squashed Tanner. It. They're not going to just go get Ellen Lazard out of nowhere for no reason. They have good receivers there as it is. But he squashed that. Rogers Aaron is that. also a liar, Tanner. I, I, I want to make he's a diva Aaron, and a liar. He, he exposes the NFL. No, he exposes the NFL to a degree, but he also is not always truthful. I want to get that. I want to make sure that we understand that, guys. Aaron, Aaron's not the most uh, moral person out there by any I'll, means. I mean, I'll the guy say, lives in a little fantasy I'll say land. it's real. Like, it's all douchebag. I'll say it's real. Douchebag. If, if Randall Cobb signs, then it's real that there was a list. Randall Cobb's 72 years old. If Randall Cobb signs, then there's a list. If it's just Lizard King, I don't, I don't care. Tanner, the Jets were never going to get Alan Lazard if Rodgers had not been the one to tell them so he, he wants So is OBJ them. going, too, because it wasn't that part of the list? No. I'm pretty no. sure that was part of the list. How, what, did you see the list? Is there a list, a list out? You saw this list. Well, who was on the list, Tanner? OBJ. Is, is this like uh, it was the, the OBJ, I, Randall the, Cobb, and Lizard? Is this like Epstein's Island? Whenever we yeah. have to see who's who's been to the island over there. Well, here's the thing, dude. <laughs> like OBJ thinks his market is twenty million dollars a year. Um, you could call me like ignorant, but I don't think that's his market value. So I actually think the Jets have a chance to land OBJ because. The market is going to tell him you are not worth twenty million. How, you're lucky if you're worth ten, dude. Where does the desperation mode come from, OBJ? Because he didn't get signed last year like he was expecting, and now he's trying to get that multi-year deal. Well, Tanner, if you if you sign him, he wasn't going to play anyway. I know he was shot the whole year. I mean, I'm serious. The yeah. the, the knees were still knees were not gone. working. And do so we if you get signed, to... you get a signing bonus. Nope, I'm not going to play anymore. Here's five million to do nothing. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's no, teams, teams how, knew what they were doing. How desperate does OBJ have to get to get signed? Well, if he's asking for, not to get off topic, but if he's asking for between 18 to $20 million for a year in his situation, he's full of shit. Yeah. Like the guy is delusional. <laughs> the guy, he does not right now at this point in his career deserve anywhere near that range and number, um, especially considering you haven't really played a full season in three years. Yeah. Um, not interested. No, not interested at all. But guys, so so after the awakening and out, coming out of the darkness from Aaron Rodgers, he said he was ninety percent ready to retire, ten percent coming back. But then when he when he walked out of the shadows, and here he was, he had this mental clarity, you know, the the post night clarity of living in darkness. 
um, you know, he walked out and he was just like, okay, I got to go play for the Jets. That's what I got to go do, play for the Jets. And that's, <laughs> which he knew that going in. Correct. Regardless of all the bullshit and shenanigans. Um, he knew that going in. But what do you guys make of that? What do you guys make of the fact that he was 90% ready to retire and then suddenly has this awakening after the darkness that says, go to the Jets? So here's what we know. We know that Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show that, quote, my intention is to play for the Jets. Well, the last time I checked, Aaron Rodgers' intentions don't always pan out because his intentions was were to be fully immunized. And I'm not fully sure of how that exactly worked out, but I don't really give a shit about Aaron Rodgers' intentions. So I think the door is wide open here. As I've, I told you guys, I know the Raiders door is completely closed. Okay. I'm willing, I'm willing to give that up, but everybody is, I keep hearing, keep hearing all this stuff about, Oh my gosh, the Packers, they don't have any leverage, dude. They have all the leverage. They don't have to do anything. They can just sit on him. I mean, if, if you're, if the Packers are smart, they're going to be willing to eat part of that contract Mm -hmm. and get a better draft pick, but they don't have to deal him to the jets. And that when I hear something like Aaron Rodgers say, my intention is to play for the Jets, that that doesn't mean shit to me because Aaron Rodgers blows like the Chicago wind. Okay. Like he can change his mind. I mean, he thinks he's a God, right? So he, if he changes his mind, all of a sudden he can go over the hell he wants. Do you really think that bringing in a, you know, you mentioned, um, uh, was it Randall Cobb being 71 years old? Do you really think uh, bringing in a 64-year-old Mercedes Lewis is going to do the trick for him? I mean, OBJ is not going to go there. And so my thought is just like, do we really think that he's going to bring in all of these old has-been bums and think that that's going to make him feel better at, at the end of his career? I mean, he's back-to-back. He's a four-time MVP. Won the MVP two times uh, back to back. And do you really want to end your career like that with a bunch of old bums on the Jets? I'm just not buying it, guys. I'm not buying it. And the other issue I have is like the New York media and the media in general just loves to denigrate this guy. Like he's, I mean, Hitler or something like that. They just hate on him all day long. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'm not buying it, man. They're saying that now the, the, the newest thing is that, oh, the Jets, they're, they're only going to give them a second rounder. Are you fucking kidding me? A second rounder for Aaron Rodgers? No, you're going to get a first round pick. And, you know, especially if the Packers can eat uh, some of that contract, you're not going to give a second round pick for Aaron Rodgers. This just doesn't make any sense. And so I've heard everything by now. There's too much hate on Aaron Rodgers, and I think the Packers should get at least a first-round pick. And then after that first-round pick, they should get the farm. Because at age 39, I know a lot of people like to say, oh, Aaron Rodgers, oh, he's washed, he sucks. Dude, he had a broken thumb or broken finger last year. So there's no evidence that the guy is washed whatsoever. Like, he's still going to be playing at an elite level. And so... If you have a guy that's going to be potentially playing at elite level next year, you should give up. I mean, what did, what did they give up for Russell Wilson? 
right? <laughs> do we do we not think that Aaron Rodgers is still better than <clears throat> Russell Wilson? By far. I mean, what did they give up for Russell Wilson? I mean, please stop with the whole second round pick bullshit, okay? They're going to give up more than a second round pick for Aaron Rodgers. But I think the problem right now is that the teams involved in this are confused about the value Rodgers has at this point in his career. Because obviously the it's very well known. Rodgers would like, hold on, Rodgers would like to go to the Jets. The Jets would like to have Rodgers. The Packers have already told Rodgers that they're cool with him walking out. The problem is that the Packers are the ones that hold the, 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 the trump card in this situation. The keys to the, to, you know, to the, to the, Chevy out here um, of Aaron Rodgers because obviously the deal has to be done between the two teams and you know the Packers could be the ones sitting there going okay well we expect a first round pick where the Jets are sitting back going okay Rodgers was 90% ready to retire possibly going into this this darkness um, that tells us he's probably maybe a year maybe two at the most away from actually retiring so if we give you a first round pick I mean we're only getting one year probably of value out of this guy and that should be scary for a team like the Jets. I mean, you're basically saying, okay, we expect to win the Super Bowl this year. If that doesn't happen, then we failed because we gave up our first-round pick. So yeah. you're, and if you're the Jets in that situation, you you feel cornered a little bit. If you're the Packers, you're just like shaking your shoulders like, sure, we'd like to take some extra picks off your hands, but um, we know what, is, what he's worth, and we can just hold on to him if we want to and really screw everybody. Screw Rodgers, screw Jets. I mean, Packers just could say, screw all you guys and sit on them and – then yeah. you got Alan Lazard for no reason. Now let's think about this. The New York fan base. How desperate are they to get a playoff game? I'd say pretty damn desperate. Right? Well, sure, let's see. Sure, but there's more than that. I mean, there's, it's more than just a playoff game at this point because they, they you want can't just look, look the Jaguars made the playoffs last they year. Want to be the Chargers, but well, that's what I mean. You got to not just make the playoffs, but you're going to be making the playoffs and being expected to either beat Bengals, Bills, or Chiefs. Correct. Once you get the there. thing about the Jets is like they already have an amazing roster. And didn't they make it to like Super Bowl three or something like that? Is not their second best quarterback of all time, Chad Pennington? Give up the fucking picks. Like, like, is it that difficult of a decision? You like we just sat there and saw Tom Brady play till age 45 or wherever the hell it was. You don't think Aaron Rodgers can give you like two to three years? I mean, just well, give yeah, up he the can, picks. he can, but Rodgers being the way he is, I mean, it should, should get you worried that he was ready to retire, wanted to retire before yeah. this retreat, and then came out and was like, oh, I want to go play for the Jets all of a sudden. Like, you know, this guy had a wick and bake and was like, fuck, time to go to New York. You know, like, come on. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what it seems like to me for Rodgers' situation. If, if you're the Jets, though, you, that's, I mean, that's what you do. You, you take a chance and you hope he stays around for two years. Because that puts you, Aaron Rodgers puts you at a contender. If he stays in Green Bay, that's a contender. It doesn't matter where Aaron Rodgers goes. That's an automatic contender. Yeah. Right? Sure. For for at least a year, a right? A year or two. And guess what? A year or two of success for New York Jets right now is, is gold. It's gold. Okay? What are they going to do in the meantime? Because obviously they have Pretty Boy back there They're who bangs moms. Who, They're not uh, thinking about it. Well, no, no, not thinking about it. But, I mean, I, personally, I think he was a terrible pick to begin with. So right. they're going to need to move on from him quickly, but you got to draft somebody behind Rogers now. 39. Right. Uh, two full. He says fellers. And he goes, what's the shit? Just saw we lost Thornhill to a poverty franchise. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna talk about that a little bit, a little bit here in a few minutes, two full. Um, and I, look, I, I will say real quick. I think 
we all expected uh, Thornhill to be gone this offseason. Yep. The writing was on the wall in a lot of ways for him. Um, and I, I wish him the absolute best. I, I appreciate what he did in KC and was part of two Super Bowls. Um, but I think that it was a situation where the, the drafting of Brian Cook and you know, the Chiefs are in a situation where they didn't want to have to pay three years, $21 million, uh to, to Thornhill. I think we got good productivity out of him over the years. So uh, that's just the way it goes, man. It's it's free agency, and the Chiefs have lost a lot of good players right now. But uh, we'll talk about that here in just a couple of minutes because we got a lot of lot of maneuvering going around to get to. Um, but anyways, I mean, do we all feel the same way on the end result here for the Rodgers thing? Because to me, uh, it's it's funny to watch unfold. I mean, as it someone is. who really doesn't care about the situation, I just I want to see chaos and drama because Rodgers is a little diva sometimes, and um, I've enjoyed watching the whole thing and I would I would I would laugh my ass off if the whole thing comes crumbling down and nothing gets done and he ends up having to play at the Packers. Be with the Packers again. I mean that would that would just be a big slap in the face to the Jets if you're if you're the Packers, I guess. Yeah. I mean it's just I don't know. It's just a weird situation. I just want it to work out because I want him in the AFC. I know you do. I want that so bad, mm-hmm. dude. Like yeah. and I and I want Lamar back on the Ravens to be all honest with you. Yeah. yeah, let's see. Let's see how much longer it drags out because we all know what each t- player and team wants. Uh, it's pretty obvious. It's just a matter of what are the Packers willing to give in with, you know? Because at some point they're the ones that have to say, "Okay, we'll accept the offer," because I mean they can they could sit forever and then you get nothing really. Or at some point you just gotta you know show your cards and say, "Okay, that's your offer. That's your final offer. Okay, we can we'll take it." Because at some point they're gonna have to accept it. They can't sit on them forever. No. Hold him till he's 40 years old for what? What are you going to get out of that then? You know? Well, they'll be a contender if he plays. What, the Packers? Yeah. They're, no. no. Yeah. They're going to be the same thing they have if been. Aaron Rodgers no. plays. No. They're a contender. No, they're not. Yes. When, when's the last time this team was a legitimate contender? Two years yes. ago. What, when they, when they faced the Buccaneers and Brady whooped their ass? 49ers. No, the 49ers destroyed them. Yeah. In the, in the NFC Finals. They were never going to beat the 49ers. And they were never going to beat the Buccaneers three years ago. The last time they were legit contenders, that was the last time they were legit contenders. That was, look, in that situation, the, the Packers were never going to be the team to win that to win those games, whether the Buccaneers game or the 49ers game. I'm just telling you, that's the and last time just, they were legit. They're they're not legit enough. That's the problem with the Packers. Well, they're never legit enough. They just they're not going to get back <laughs> to that point again. For he's just going to Green Bay 2.0. So this whole Aaron Rodgers thing just reminds me of. The decision by LeBron James back in 2010, 2009, except what's the difference? He did it two years in a row. It's like we all thought that LeBron was a huge diva back then. Well, Aaron Rodgers is a bigger diva because he just did the decision basically two consecutive years and basically tried to hold the NFL hostage. So he'll probably do it again next year. I just I hope that Brady can come back and one up Rodgers on the drama because that'd be the best thing ever. Brady decides, oh, I'm going to come back for one more year again. Yeah, did, the, the whole rumor. That'd be what great. Was it, what was the rumor to the Dolphins? And then Brady chimed in. On, yeah, on dude. Tweet. He's like Tanner. Yeah, his I'm excuse. His ex, no, that's not what he said. Yeah, he did. No, that's not what he said. What did he say? No, he said talked about his daughter having a new kitten or Kit, something kitty, like that. Yeah. And like, who cares? That has nothing at all to do with you not playing football. He, he is, it's a cop out response to all of the media. I'm telling you, dude, the second coming of Tom Brady, it's coming soon. He's going to come back in June. He's coming back. I'm telling you that right now. But he never denied 
anything, Tanner. I'm bringing up the tweet. He, he talked right. about being busy with uh, a kid. On the screen You know right what now, they do? They grow older. Tom Brady says, anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. Well, guess what? A two-month-old kitten in March comes a five-month-old kitten in June and July. You know what that means? It doesn't fucking matter. That's what it means. He'll be back this year. It's going to be hilarious when it happens. Yeah. All right, guys. I don't. I, um, you got it right for one year in a row. I don't know if you'll get two. We warned your ass last year, so I mean, we told you, but you didn't want to believe us. So, I'm not believing we'll, you. This we'll time. be back again. All right, guys. Uh, any any big surprises so far in free agency that you've seen come through so far? Because I mean, we saw today Miles Sanders is now a Panther. Yep. Saw some of that. Baker Mayfield into the Buccaneers. Don't really care. Uh, Juan Thornhill obviously was just talked about. He is now a Brown. Um. Who else, who else has been lost along the way? There's been a few guys. The Chiefs have For lost. Us? Juan Thornhill's gone. I mean, we got uh, Kalen Saunders is gone. Yes. Um, I feel like I'm it's going back to passing a bunch of them right now. Um, so we're talking Chiefs, right? Everybody. The Chiefs. I mean, everybody. the whole situation right now. I would say my biggest surprise is the Las Vegas Raiders. You guys know that's my home away from home. And I really thought they were going to make a play on Aaron Rodgers. They did not. Instead, they made a play on Jimmy G, got rid of Darren Waller, brought in Jacoby Myers. That just, none of that makes sense to me. I think it's a shitball organization. I think that their opportunity to have somebody rescue them was Aaron Rodgers. That obviously is not going to happen. And so I, I don't really do, I don't understand what they're doing out there in Las Vegas, but it's, it's kind of a shitball team and I'm a little bit disappointed in them. There was an interesting move. So Juju Smith Schuster went to the Patriots three years, 33 million, which was the exact same contract as Jacoby Myers got with the Raiders, which Jacoby Myers kind of laughed about and was just, you know, talking about it being a cruel, cold, cruel world or whatever on Twitter. Uh, He thought it was ironic that they've got literally the exact same contract and I'm sure Myers in a lot of ways had negotiated with the Patriots and he saw that, Oh, well they'll pay him exactly what I got, but they wouldn't pay me what they gave him. And that's ridiculous because we all know that Jacoby Myers is going to probably play more games than Juju. I mean, Juju will probably get injured at some point and not play as many games. Jacoby Myers is a a good solid receiver. Yeah, he is. And I I just solid. None of that makes sense to me. So that was my biggest surprise. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a good point, because when you look at it from a game-by-game perspective, I mean, Jacoby Myers very well could should play the entire season based on his history, whereas Juju clearly has an injury history. Um, so if you're the Patriots, and, and you're a team like the Patriots who cares about small things like that, it is a little surprising to see that they would let go of Myers so easily. So, But I think the Raiders got a good player out of it. I mean, I talked to you guys the day before this, and I was saying, you know, if Juju goes, I would take Jacoby Myers here to replace him. And clearly the Raiders got ahead of that. But, you know, now we're in a situation with the Chiefs where they can't they can't sit back and call it good. I mean, they're going to have to make a moves, not only in draft, but there's still options out there. I mean, they could still make a trade for somebody. There's a couple receivers out there that should be on their radar right now. But, you know, obviously not an Odell for $20 million. That's That's not <laughs> something that we need to be thinking about. But – yeah, I think it's a little bit of concern right now because you don't want to go into next season down Hardman, down Juju, and now you're going into this thing, whole thing next year with 
Kadarius Tony is your number one, who clearly also has an injury concern. So yeah, you know, get, I, I don't want to see that. If you get lucky, Kadarius Tony might give you five, six games, something like that. Yeah, I just I don't want to see. Well, I mean, hopefully he can get that whole injury bug figured out, but I just don't want to see that whole thing unfold. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot more options out there. The Chiefs need to bolster this thing up with some more depth. And Adam Thielen's a guy who's potentially on the Chiefs' radar. Uh, he's 33. Take I think him. at the moment, take him. Um, sure, it'd be a nice veteran to add to the mix. Um, I guess I would take it, but I mean, if that's the case, if that's going to be your WR two or whatever, I mean, you you got to go to the draft and you better be ready to roll uh, immediately once it comes draft time. Yeah. You, you could take my uh, my K State or Felix from edge rusher and wipe that off the board and get a get a receiver early instead. Uh, <clears throat> here says might as well call Slay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Darius Slay being a cornerback, I don't know. I don't know if I want to pay him. How much that really would matter with this current roster? Because I think there's some, you know, the safety depth would be more of the question at this point, more so than cornerback. Uh, a lot of good young corners in this team, still intact. And Legarius Sneed needs to stay a chief. I mean, Legarius Sneed is still a part of this team, and he needs to stay that way. Correct. The thing about Darius Slay is like, I know he's not that old, but I feel like he's like 15 he's, years in the league. He was 32 like years old, I believe. Yeah, that's that's not exactly somebody that I would try to mess with at that age. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't, doesn't really fit what the Chiefs were doing this past year in the draft and development. And, you know, we got a couple of really good young corners on this team right now. So, uh, I want you know, Josh Williams, obviously, Trey McDuffie. Um, keep those guys rolling in the position that they're currently in. I, I want to hold on to them for a long time and get them as much snaps as possible. Um, Michael Burton, the fullback for the Chiefs, also – He's with now, the with now. the Denver Broncos. Um, I didn't care a whole lot about that signing for Denver. I mean, good for them, I guess, to snag a fullback. Burton had a couple of good plays as a chief, mainly on fourth and one situations. Um, but now this is kind of a, one of those teams where we've had a couple of good fullbacks now since Andy Reid came along between Sherman and, Bert, and Burton, but we don't use a fullback a lot in this offense. It's just not really a part of our scheme. Um and Blake Bell, maybe he'll come back and he could play that role as a fullback. Maybe that'll be the plan. Um, just because it's it's not really necessarily worth it to have one of those guys on the roster with the way this offense is constructed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not overly concerned about that. Yeah. So what do you guys think of though? Anything else about free agency right now that's I mean on your mind? I think the Broncos finally went in the right route for free agency, boosting up the O line. Something they needed de- desperately there. So, what do you think of the the rumors currently, though, that Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy uh, Judy could both be up for trade right now? Um, I'm not. I mean, it was kind of like this last year too, for both of them. I think Judy will stay. I think Sutton gets dealt. Yeah, that, that'd be hard though. I mean, well, Russell Wilson's main target last year was Judy. Mm-hmm. Granted, Judy didn't miss like five games, but Judy was still by far the number one target for Russell Wilson. So if you trade Judy, now you're taking away his number one weapon already on the Broncos of an already struggling offense going with the whole new coaching staff. I feel like the Broncos are just one of those teams right now that is kind of like throwing crap at the wall and seeing what sticks. And I don't know if they have a real true direction or if they're just like, oh, let's try this and see what the hell happens. And, you know, maybe this will work out. Well, they made a lot more moves, I felt, to actually help with the, the surroundings of Russell this year. Yeah, I mean, he's going to need help anyway, obviously. I mean, he's he's struggling over there as it is, and age is catching up with him faster than 
I would say most quarterbacks of his age. I mean, he, he's <laughs> aging faster than most guys at this point in his NFL career. So I'll put it that way, quarterback. I will say that I'm happy for the Seahawks for locking up Geno Smith, who's a guy that's proven that he can be a top 10 quarterback in this league. And also I was happy for the commanders, you know, unfortunately for my hometown team that they locked up Andrew Wiley. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Wiley surprised me that he left KC. I definitely thought that he would, he would stay, stick around. I mean, with everything that he's been through developmental wise, I just kind of had a feeling that he would stay in KC and, you know, on a, on a kind of a somewhat cheapish friendly deal, but I guarantee the commanders offered him more than the chiefs did. And so for him, I don't blame him. I mean, take it, take it while you can, man, because that guy has improved a lot over the last three to four years. So, I mean, if you get a big offer like the commanders gave you, you gotta, you gotta go after it and take it. Um, now as far as the, Oh, Oh, we got breaking news. Justin Fields found his backup today, guys. Former Panthers quarterback PJ Walker reached agreement with the Chicago Bears. He will back up. I seriously thought teams. you were going to say Mitchell Trubisky found his way back to the Bears. That, that would be hilarious. <laughs> That'd be something else right there. Now, PJ, he had a stint, yeah. right? He had a good streak going I, into Carolina, so he could yes. do something with that team. I, 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 I don't think any of us want to see that happen. I don't think we want to see what kind of streaks he can be capable of making happen. Let's keep fields on the field, guys. Yeah, I'd I'd rather not see that streak again, whatever that streak was. But (laughs) um, so so currently in this situation, Orlando Brown Jr. is still a free agent. Um, The Chiefs are weird about the signing of Jawan Taylor, right tackle with the Jaguars. Only played 17 snaps at left tackle uh, in the past. Um, it's kind of a weird signing because they got him for four years, 80 million, and they immediately talked about he's going to be our left tackle of the future. Yeah. Um, which shocked me. I mean, okay, it's like, well, okay, we got him. Okay, if that's the case, we got him on a pretty cheap deal, I suppose. But you're talking about a guy who's never played left tackle in the NFL, and you're just assuming you can just swap him right over there like this is Madden. Um, I mean, it, it surprised me to hear that spoken of so quickly. I mean, I'm. I'm not Andy Heck. I'm I'm not a O-line scout by any means, but I also know that some guys can't transition that easily. You know, some guys can't go from left guard to right guard. I mean, there's some situations where this the footwork doesn't work that way. And as good of an athlete as Jawan Taylor is, um we've still also heard some rumors that the Chiefs still had interest in Laramie Tunsil. And I don't really believe any of that anymore at this point. I think that's that's at this point not going to happen. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um but I mean, does this worry you right now going into the situation where the Chiefs now have some glaring needs on uh, depth at tackle? We need depth at receiver, depth at edge rusher. Um, what's the plan? What's the game it's, plan? Because so far we've got two guys under our belt that's been signed. It's certainly an unknown with Juwan Taylor. I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm worried about it, but it's just a situation where I think Brett Beach saw what they did with Orlando Brown Jr. And said, well, okay, well, he was the right tackle in Baltimore, and we we transitioned him just fine. I feel like it's almost like an assembly line where Brett Beach thinks that he can just take all these right tackles and transition them over to the left side and think that everything is going to be just fine. And, and maybe maybe he's right. I mean, and maybe it's all about the books and how, how can you... Well, maybe in their sh- mind, they're going, oh, if he sucks at left tackle, oh, we'll just put him back to right, and then we're all good, right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, but it, it, it could work out, but it's just, there's too many unknowns for me. 
but I, I just think it's like it it reminds me of orlando brown where the Transition fact that we we got him left. as a right tackle from baltimore and then it it sort of worked that it it, it got the job done at some point yeah i mean maybe that's the mindset they have going into because in their mind i think they look at it as okay this is cheaper than what we were going to pay orlando brown jr to be a left tackle and we got this guy on a four-year 80 million dollar deal and if we have to play him a right tackle it's still good value because we know he's been playing for for you know three years good player um i just it's it's an interesting maneuver and i don't dislike it by any means because i mean with having both wiley and brown walk you got to get somebody in the house so that's a good start but you're just putting yourself in a position now where stuff's dwindling away guys are leaving during free agency and um we haven't seen a whole lot of moves yet for the chiefs and we know there's te- there's players that are interested in going to the chiefs good point here dave says uh it does allow them to take the best offensive line to in their draft at their pick either yeah. side yeah there's flexibility there. that's that's, that. that's why you could take a tackle there early which you're gonna have to no matter what Correct. uh whether it's it's in that first three round range you have to take a tackle that, that you're, spot. you're gonna have essentially after you drop that tackle you're gonna have a three-way basically fight for that whatever side it is it's either right. be canard yang or the draft all right which scares me at the right side right now because you know lucas nying has never really done anything to amount to anything yet at right tackle in the league uh he's just constantly injured and personally i don't think he has a knees to be playing in the nfl uh, I think if he did, he he would be able to, you know, get in there and play a few more snaps than he has so far. Uh, Darren Kennard, I'd like to see more out of him. I I liked what he was in the SEC. I liked the way he played in Kentucky. Um, I know in preseason last year, he was not athletic enough to withstand some of the pressure coming off the edge. He was beat pretty easily there in preseason. Um, and I hope that Chiefs have obviously seen that and didn't get discouraged. Took him and went he, through he some training. He was off that big injury too then, so – Obviously, we'll have to see I, more in the preseason. Yeah. I have more faith right now in Kennard than I do Nyang, just because we, we've seen Nyang now hang around this franchise for many years and never do anything um, and just always be injured. And I, I can't tell you whether he's good or not. We haven't seen enough to know whether yeah. he's good or not. Uh, at least with at least with Kennard, I can tell you, yeah, he struggled last year in preseason as a rookie, but uh, there's something to develop there. And we've seen, we talked about Andrew Wiley and you know, other guys like Larry Duvernay Tardif, who both sucked ass for a while in their first couple of years, yeah. ended up becoming really good players on the whole line. Um, and I think Kennard, you know, put him in that mix too. Maybe a guy who, as a slow starter, as gets it going as as years go on and proves why he was, you know, uh, what was it, second team All SEC, second or first team All SEC? Yeah. Um, yeah. No matter what in the draft, you got to go O line in the first three rounds, but. You also need to get another receiver. You're going to get to get an edge rusher again. So there's a lot of holes there right now. And I, I'll be curious to see what their plans are towards patching. But I would not be surprised if some sort of trade goes down to fill one of those spots in the next coming weeks. And we just freed up more cap room. So Patrick Mahomes restructure. Uh, Pat with the restructure. Okay. Yeah. That's, <clears throat> that, that, you know, that, that's yeah. the old Tom Brady trick. You know, we always <laughs> used to hear about that where. Brady was always trying to restructure to help out with cap. It was uh, Chiefs that converted 12 mil of quarterback Patrick Mahomes' 2023 roster bonus into a signing bonus. My bad. In signing bonus. Creating $9.6 million in cap space. 
puts us at the 14th most cap space in the league. This is per field Yates. Yeah, I mean, that helps. And I, I guarantee you the team went to Pat during this situation and was like, you know, got what, what can we do to get we this thing ideas. going? And obviously, Pat, Pat wants the best for the franchise, too. So, um, I mean, he's not, <laughs> Pat's not out there scrounging around for money. So, I he mean, still he, gets he's paid, too. He's still well, gets paid. Of course, yeah. he's still getting his money no matter what. But, um, yeah, it's, it's good to have guys like that in your team who are always willing. And I think Pat, over his career, is going to be always willing to work with the team um, to find ways to move money around to help for the current time period. Yeah, the thing of it is, is when you're a half a billion dollar quarterback, <sighs> you're going to be more willing to take mm-hmm. one for the team, so to speak, unless you're a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Then you're going to just Ask take the more fucking money, money and more money. Well, fuck if, the team. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you say, you need to pay me now before I sign. <laughs> yeah. you, you give me money now, and then I'll, I'll think yeah, about I mean, it, maybe. I might sign with you if you give me money now. All right, we or I might a, not. He doesn't give a shit about <laughs> We got Dave out here. says, Reed and Heck definitely know linemen more than most. <laughs> right, that's, yeah. right, and that's exactly why I, I think the Jawan Taylor situation is a little strange, but I don't mind it because of the flexibility. If, yep. if he's not good at left tackle, well, still got a pretty darn good right tackle there to, to, to sit there for a few years. And um, at least I, I have faith that they can work him into left and – get that four work down. And I think he could be pretty natural at it actually, just based on the athletic ability we've seen. Um, now, I mean, obviously Orlando Brown was by no means a great athlete on average to normal NFL left tackles. He was huge, obviously, but if you guys paid attention to his combine numbers, all of it was the worst in left tackle history. Just about, I mean, it was, it was pretty bad. Um, and that's part of, part of why he went to, in the third round and was immediately moved over to, to right tackle with the Ravens um, where in this situation with Juwan Taylor, I think that you got a guy that can move around a little better, a little quicker feet. So I think that's going to help with pass protection. Do you think it's possible that Orlando Brown could price himself out of market and that the chiefs could actually get him back? I'd be surprised if the chiefs got him back, but um, I think that he overvalued himself. Um, and that's why the chiefs called his bluff last year and they disfranchised him, you know, a year ago. In this situation, the Chiefs didn't want to franchise him. Chiefs were like, go find you a new team that wants to pay you what you think you're worth. Because um, clearly he's not getting what he thought he was worth. Because if he was, teams would have been beating down his door, giving him big offers. It would have been a bidding war. It'd he would have been gone by now. He would have already signed with somebody by now. And it's not happened yet. So to nope. me, he, he overvalued his own ability. And other teams have watched him play enough and go, mm, Patrick made you look a little better than you really are. But you still don't see him going back to the chiefs right i'd like be that's, shocked that's kind of a long shot long i'd be shot. i'd be very shocked if he comes back to the chiefs yeah i i'd give i'd give your boy frank clark more of a chance of that than i do uh mm-hmm. orlando brown so um yeah i just i'd be really shocked about that but um all right tanner what so we talked about it earlier a little bit but i wanted to talk about in you guys' opinion, the the current, the biggest current need given the Chiefs' situation so far in free agency, whether it's wide receiver, whether it's defensive end, um, or is it really tackle? I'd be, I don't think it's tackle personally. Uh, I think we got some glaring holes right now because you can't walk into the current season with this wide receiver core. You got to have more data in there. Same thing with defensive end. I mean, right now, George Karloftis. And they re-signed Tershawn Wharton. Yep. 
<clears throat> which for another year. plays kind of a hybrid. You could play outside a little bit as well as interior. Um, but right now, um, and we got the is your best from San Francisco, right? And which we still remains to be seen how he's going to fit in so far because there's been a lot of talks. He's just going to play interior. Charles Almond, who, um, yeah, but is George Carl Loftus the best defensive end on this team right now? I think so. I mean, is that what we got? We got the best, that pretty sad? The best DM. On That's this pretty team sad when you put it like that. Is, is George that, Carl off? Is that real right now? I mean, I I think so. I think that's the case at the moment. But mm. then I could sit here and say the best receiver is always okay. injured. Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony. <laughs> so looking at these issues right now, what is the current? So, what is the biggest worry at the at the moment for the Chiefs? Free agent. So yeah, Carlotis. You have Charles Amanhu. Mike Dana, Tershawn Morton, Malik Herring, and Joshua Kendall. So I'm, I'm going to answer the question right quick. So the biggest need right now is wide receiver. And you guys all know that I'm a defensive guy, no matter what sport we're talking about. But the moment that we lost Juju, I made up my mind that wide receiver is the biggest need right now because Mahomes, I feel like he deserves a weapon. He has earned the right to have another weapon on this team. And when I'm sitting here looking at MVS, an aging Travis Kelsey, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, who might play, ah, uh, we'll give him, I'll give him nine games. He might play nine games this year. I, I feel like he needs to be rewarded. And I think that wide receiver is the biggest need because it's an offensive league. Now guys, the NFL wants to put up points because that's what's going to keep their fan base watching all of the games. And so I feel like offense right now for the Chiefs is the most important. I don't believe that for all of the teams, but I, I feel like wide receiver is the biggest need right now. If I'm going to, somebody's holding a gun to my head, I'm going to go wide receiver. That's the biggest need that we need to fill. Yeah. Cause I, I want to make the job easier for Pat as, as much as we can personally. I mean, I, I hate the games in the past we've seen. We saw a part of this in the Bengals game where all the receivers got injured, it seemed like. And he's out there running around with Marcus Kemp and, uh, you know, is starting with the with, with the ones, you know, throughout the, the second half of that game. And uh, I just don't want to see that unfold um, at all next year. I mean, it's amazing the things he can do with some really bottom-tier receivers to make them look way better than they are. But that doesn't mean I want to see this have to happen. It doesn't mean... He needs to be put in a situation where uh, you got guys who, in most cases, would not be on the field at all for your offense. And most teams running around out there having to be, be the guys to get open for the best quarterback in the game. Now, I, I want to make his life as easy as possible, you know, while we can enjoy him as the best thing there is. So, yeah, I mean, the two full here says, so go make a trade for Hopkins and sign Adam Thielen. I, I'm cool with that. I personally, I don't, I, I've heard DeAndre Hopkins would take a second round pick to get um, in this current situation with the Cardinals. Um, I'm cool with that. I would do it at this point. Hopkins is not over the hill yet. Far from it. And got great hands. I mean, you know what you're going to get out of the guy uh, when he's on the field. He's, he's freaking amazing. Um, I, I think that I, I would, I would give, you know, Patrick, a year or two of Hopkins. And, um, you know, meanwhile, the draft is right there around the corner. You've got to add guys on the draft. So 
That's that's the route I would go yeah. in this current situation. Dave's saying trade for D Hop, Chark, Marvin Jones, Pringle could come uh -huh. back. Hardman could still return. Marvin Jones is probably like 62 years old. So we got a lot of old he, guys we've talked about. You know today, who posted but... a picture today, right? On on his Twitter. Your favorite receiver ever. Oh, my favorite ever? Yeah. So Julian Edelman? Demarcus <laughs> Robinson. Oh God, Robinson. No, 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 no. Uh Juju is no, not no, true no. number one, anyways. That's true. I'm not I'm yeah. not down with DeAndre Hopkins unless we're gonna bring in another guy through the draft. And I understand you don't think he's over the hill, but he's a guy that's already done steroids. He's clearly not in his prime. I do not want him to be the guy on the Chiefs. Now, if you want to give up a seventh round or a second round pick to get DeAndre Hopkins and draft another wide receiver, then I'd be okay oh, with it. I just, yeah. I, I'm not confident in this guy yeah. being the number one. Yeah. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen, per Tom Pelissero, four-time Pro Bowl tackle and Super Bowl champ, Orlando Brown Jr. is finalizing a four-year, $64 million front-loaded deal with the Cincinnati Bengals. That includes oh, over a thirty-one million dollars wow. signing bonus, Holy largest shit. ever for the O lineman. Good luck, Joe Burrow. Hold on, say say the say the numbers again. Four years and what? Four year, sixty-four thousand or sixty-four that, million. That's not right. That's front not, loaded deal bullshit. with the Bengals. Front loaded. Front loaded. So four years, sixty-four million. Sixty-four million. Do you want to read it? I don't understand. How is that the most ever? I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> so it includes oh 31. Oh, the, the signing, signing so bonus. the signing bonus is 31 million. That is the largest ever for an alignment. Okay. So the signing well, bonus fine. is 31 million. Is, so. But the actual year by year compensation is four years, 64 million. That is oh, that's not bad. Hey, you know what? They need some fucking help on that O line. So more power I, to them. I they, guarantee they you that's that less money than he expected to get on the market. I'll put it that it way. Is. He might have gotten a great dude. signing bonus, but that money on that's average crazy. is not spectacular. Now he's still <laughs> he's still negotiating by himself, right? He does not have an agent. Like he's doing the Lamar Jackson thing. Yeah, yeah. He's doing the well, Roquan, the Roquan he, Smith thing, and all that. He bullshit. doesn't want to pay an agent ten percent of his earnings, so he does. He's, That's wild, dude. <laughs> I think I think he really screwed himself on that. He I mean, did. He yeah, and yeah, the signing bonus is awesome. Thirty-one million dollars up front. That's awesome. But I mean. <laughs> That's pretty wild, man. Not, after that, though, I mean, that's that's a pretty rough contract. I mean, I'm I'm happy for the Bengals, man. Go to town, go to town, man. Like you beat the Chiefs, like what three out of the last four times? Hey, go to town and have fun with that with that guy. Uh, you know, two full year, amazing. Just what do, you do? what do you do? He says uh, when Jason was talking, he says someone tell him he doesn't need to be this show. Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that because I'm white? Seriously, <laughs> like like. Not Stephen A. I'm the only one. You don't guy, need to be huh? Skip Bayless today. <laughs> well, if you're Skip Bayless, no, we no, got to find a Shannon Sharp for this show. If I'm Skip Bayless, I think Skip Bayless needs to do a whole lot more drinking as a day drinker. <laughs> they need help, but they didn't really get it. <laughs> they just cost themselves keeping a tight end to chip for a chip. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. Man, who would have thought? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean that the, the Bengals getting Orlando Brown is is funny to me. I guess. That's good. Um. Yeah. I mean. I, I guess go for it. I mean, he got paid the money in the bank. Paid, he got paid, but I mean, who's going to get paid no matter what? I just think he really didn't get paid nearly what he thought he was going to get paid. No, so I don't uh, know. that's all right. 
That's that's good. I, I'm glad we got that settled because we were just talking about Orlando Brown about five minutes ago, and I was like, yeah, I was, I'd be very shocked if he comes back. I couldn't to believe. I, I clicked on. It. I'm like, oh, this is OBJ. Okay. So. I forgot what we were talking about. Actually, we were talking about somebody, but uh, we got off track. You can swing back to Aaron Rodgers if you want. What do you guys think of the landscape of the AFC East? Because I've heard a lot of talk about the Bills are still number one, but dude, if the Jets land Aaron Rodgers, like I'm not convinced that the the Josh Allen is even the best quarterback in that division because he played. Yeah, he was just okay last season. Like best quarterback, assuming Rodgers is a Jet. Assuming that Rodgers is Jet, well, I Rogers still think is over Aaron, or Josh Allen. Yes, he is, but like everybody's up in arms right now saying that, oh, Josh Allen, Josh Allen will still be the No, here's the reason Rodgers is over Allen is Rodgers does not turn the ball over hardly ever. Exactly, exactly. Rodgers is the most efficient quarterback in NFL history when it it comes to turnovers, and where Allen last year showed his hand where he'll be out there tossing that ball over the place and and fumbling around and throwing picks. It's a knee-jerk reaction. I've just it's all over the media that everybody's saying, Oh wow, Aaron Rodgers finally gonna be the second best quarterback in the division. I'm like, dude, what the well, hell are you talking about? The the Jets have really good weapons over there. Better than he's had, uh well, other than Devontae Adams, better than he's had in Green Bay um for a while. And Adams was one awesome, awesome receiver, but I think uh, as a group, the Jets receivers are better than what Rodgers has had in a while. And Tufel says, watch Mac Jones outplay that division out of nowhere. <laughs> Action won't happen. <laughs> he's got he's got fucking juju now. So it may they might be a little bit better. Uh, that much better. Yeah, I, I don't did, I don't I mean, know how much of an upgrade Juju is over Jacoby Myers. Like I really I don't know. But I can well the, the bottom line is they need to they need to stop like if they yeah. can just stop Matt Patricia from being the offensive coordinator, that might be a, a giant step in the positive direction there. Yeah. Yeah. The AFC East, I think if Rogers is over there, he got, he's number one, just, just do that. He doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah. And he was a back-to-back MVP and Josh Allen really hasn't done a whole lot. These last couple of seasons. I mean, I mean, he's never been MVP. No. So yeah, Tanner, what, what are your thoughts on all that? On the Aaron Rodgers stuff? Well, we already talked about Aaron Rodgers stuff. Okay, I thought we were done with that. Our, yeah, well, you want to talk about Rodgers? I don't want to talk about. No, we were, we like, were talking Chiefs for a minute, but dude, we got we just, got track with Orlando Brown. Over yeah, over I mean, under over under how long Bills put up with the TikTok bullshit? The Bills? No, the Bill, 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 Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Bill with Juju. It look no, but like, I think Juju wasn't a distraction last year. It's not gonna be a distraction from now. Yeah, he's he's not like he was when he was a yeah. little bit younger. I think I think three or four years ago juju was a little bit too much with it but uh i think last he's, year with the chiefs he's matured up i yeah, think a little bit i mean he still does it but it's not on, like waiting on patrick's brother to, brother to get to that point. well the other thing too oh, is that bill belichick is not the same either he does not have anything more to prove in his career he's already the goat coach so i i, I could see a scenario where bill belichick is a little bit more relaxed where he doesn't really give a shit if these guys are on TikTok. Well, some of these receivers used to go to the Patriots knowing that they would uh, have great years, you know, ahead of themselves by basically having that discipline instilled in them uh, through just the way the way that their organization was ran with Tom Brady and all that. And now with this, you know, having Mac Jones as your quarterback and so on. I mean, I don't think it's nearly as strict as it was before. No, it's like now you go to the Patriots and. 
you can't assume you're going to have a, a wonderful, huge breakout season anymore. Uh, now you just got to assume like you're you're probably going to be who you have been for a while. So that's just the way it is now. I mean, Brady, Brady, as much as we want to credit Bill Belichick, Brady was a huge part of what made that team so good. Yeah. Um, I don't got much more to talk about for that. <laughs> all right, Tanner. Well, I think did we all answer the biggest need receiver at the end? I know yes, Jason said did. wide receiver. Tanner, what was your answer besides Orlando Brown? <laughs> yeah. Besides Answer that fucking question for once. <laughs> so, I was trying to get him to answer the question. I'm, I'm sorry. We kept going back to Rodgers and crap. No, right? that's, that was later on. No. <laughs> get out of here. My biggest need for this Chiefs team here isn't wide receiver because I could care less of who's a wide receiver at the moment because I'm not worried about that right now. It's the defensive side of the ball. It's that defensive line. What? Why did our team, why did our defense look so much better this year? It's because we put pressure on the ball. We don't have guys out there to put pressure. It's, it's pointless. Or we can score as many points as we want when they give up more. So I'm going defensive side, defensive line on my side. I don't care about the wide receiver because Patrick Mahomes will escalate receivers. A Sky Moore, Justin Watson, hopefully sends back. Like I'm not worried about this. I'm more worried about the list I just named off before the whole segment. Would so. you at least want to get a tight end in the draft? No. Because Travis Kelsey is like no getting old. If we're in the first three rounds, I better see two defensive guys in an O-line. I don't, I'm not worried about receiver. Receiver can be deep. Right? That's very, very interesting. <laughs> we, so, so Kadarius Tony is going to play 17 fucking games. Is that what you're Otherwise, right your starters are Sky Moore. <laughs> MVS. And MVS. And Travis Kelsey Justin is 29. Ross. Travis Kelsey is 29 years old, and Kadarius Tony is going to play 17 fucking games. Is Who's throwing in the ball right now? Who's throwing in the ball? Kelsey's 33 years old. Who's throwing in the ball? He can't throw in the ball if they're not on okay. the fucking field, okay. you piece of shit. Well, that's the issue. That's why you need defense. So he's on the field. How else are you supposed to do it? Are you supposed to play a 50-50 game every every day? That doesn't make sense. Go stop somebody like the whole point. Year. The whole point is to keep Patrick Mahomes on the field. Yeah. If you're on offense. Yeah. So you gotta make three and outs. Your defense keeps Patrick Mahomes on the field. All right. Well, this isn't gonna be a Russell Wilson situation. That's your opinion, but the guy deserves some fucking weapons. Correct. I'm telling this you isn't that Lamar right Jackson. now. This isn't Lamar Jackson's situation. Get him, Go some, get, a weapon. get him some fucking weapons. I I still think the defensive side is the more priority at the moment. Okay. So. Well, that's fine. I don't think that's not like, no, I don't like think we're gonna get. We're gonna get like a theory. Yeah, there's other way. I mean, you can get an edge rusher. I mean, there's other ways to get an edge rusher and make a trade or some shit like be that. Be effective. No, trade of what? Draft picks? Sure. Whatever the fuck you got. That's what do. I'm saying. I'm saying wide receiver will probably sign somebody, defensive end, defensive line is our key for the draft. O-line and deal for the first three rounds. I want a big shit receiver. I know you want. I want a big shit receiver. And Mike knows who that is. Like, I don't I don't even know who it is, man. He is like, Mike knows the, who the big shit receiver is in the draft. I want I that guy. Well, well, first of all, I, I just don't want another veteran receiver as well as a rookie. So, I mean, I, I think we need but to. But that rookie, I think I can wait till the third. At those. I'm not waiting that long again, guys. We dragged around, didn't get George Pickens last year. That guy would have been our WR one going into this season <laughs> if we just drafted him instead of we got Sky. No, we're Moore. not going to do it. We're not so you it. you do want to go all in on offense and get DeAndre Hopkins and yeah. another wow I want that's Hopkins, crazy dude. I want Hopkins and an early rookie. That's fine. I say early, crazy. I mean top three top three rounds. Yeah, the and then just hope and pray on the defense. 
That's pretty no, bad. No, no, open prayer in the defense. I said top three. So that means you can still get a receiver in the second or third while getting an edge in the first in that case. You're not you're not giving you up on you're not giving up on the defense by any means as far as edge goes. I'm just saying I would like to have a veteran wide receiver come into this situation, especially considering we know the uh, the concerns right now with MBS and obviously Sky Moore has a long ways to go, and then Tony's issues. So I just uh, I don't I don't like the current situation state of the receiver room right now. I no, have more I have I, more I, like I have more faith in the D line right now than I do receivers. You have faith in Carloftis, Jones, Charles, Tershawn, Dana, Malik, Danny. I know he doesn't have any faith. In, he doesn't have, he doesn't have any faith in Carloftis, I can tell yeah. you that, right? I have like more that faith in over Sky Moore, MVS, yes, Tony. Absolutely. Sky Moore is nothing special, guys. I hope I hope at some point we can come to real realization of that that he's just a guy. That is a wasted um, that was a wasted pick. He'll be a guy just a guy but he'll also be one of those smaller players that's able to help out i think it's right, he's a role player back. tanner yeah i don't we don't want a role player we want a guy that's actually going to stand out and make plays on offense on the outside outside you the hashes. What i really want for a wide receiver is what you some want bum. i want some d hop at this point we all want d hop i want d i do not want d hop but you said that you want a d hop and a third round receiver is that correct third round well, at, at the latest goals. i would rather two. get i would much rather have an early round receiver and not get d hop at all that that would I'd, be my vote i'd rather do both i do not trust d hop because oh, how can you not the, Throw the, it up. the only way Throw that it up. he is going to be effective is if he does some more steroids and he then gets suspended again yeah i'm not super worried about anything like that i mean i think when you, when you get first of all the cardinals franchise is a mess and hopkins i guarantee going from houston to Arizona, a couple of messy ass franchises, then coming into Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, th- that's gonna going to change his whole that. mindset. The way he's he's seen all the franchise and organization organizations ran, he's going to walk in here and be like, "Holy crap, this is where you're supposed to be running a freaking franchise." It's going to shock his world. I yeah. see where you're going with that. So, I just I w- I would say we don't need to be worried about D hops anything off the field or whatever. I mean, injuries happen. You know, he's he's in his thirties now, but. Uh, you know, Thielen's 33. So, I mean, w- at this point, we're looking at a bunch of old guys to come in as, as our oh, fuck WR1. I, I don't want fucking Thielen. I would take D. I, I, I want, I take one of those two. I would take Thielen. I think he'd still be a really effective weapon, especially in offense with Mahomes. Or I prefer D. Hop, though. Oof. I prefer D. Hop for the the deep. The I deep think routes. you guys, you guys are convincing me slowly but surely. The deep routes. Well, Run it back way. with the D hop, man. Uh, first of all, I want Hopkins. Plus, I want an early receiver. Edge can be figured out along the way too. I ain't worried. That's that's what I'm looking at right now. D-hop, I'm good. But uh, Omen Ayu Charles here. Um, yeah. he actually fits the mold of the size and structure that the Chiefs like in most of their DNs. As far as the, the Chiefs are. The way Brett Veach yeah. has come in and drafted these guys, he likes big DNs. He doesn't like the undersized guys. He doesn't like the Elvis Doomervilles of the world who, you know, on their own was awesome at rushing the passer. Was he a complete package at DN? No, he's he was not. Um, but the guy could at least create create pressure, and he was very, very good at it. The Chiefs and the way that we've drafted in the past and the additions we've taken, guys like Carlos Dunlap as well, he, we like guys that are big, lanky, long arms, and six foot five, 280 falls right into that mixture of the type of players the Chiefs like. And, Tanner, I sent you a, a, a video of a guy that I'm telling you right now we're going to draft, and that's the, 
the Carlos Dunlap clone, Zach Harrison. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a Chiefs draft pick in this class. He's almost the exact same height, weight, arm length, actually 36-inch uh, arms, wingspan-wise. Or 36, what am I thinking? 36. 72? I don't know. And what round Whatever. is he going in? Well, no, the right right now we're talking late second, early third. Okay. For Zach Harrison. But he is a clone when it comes to uh body type and the style of play. Very, very similar as Dunlap. So um I expect him to be the guy that's on the Chiefs radar. Might as well get a instead of a 34-year-old Dunlap, get a 22-year-old Dunlap. So uh, I, it's, I just see that, that that's the kind of style the Chiefs like. And that's why I also believe that the addition from the 49ers here is going to be used not just on the inside, but also outside. And, you know, like I said, let's not forget about Tershawn Wharton because that's a guy that I could see playing all over the D-line as well. That's that's big, a big part of why I'm not as worried about D-line as I am receivers right now because I think the receiver situation scares me to death. And the D-line, it'll work itself out. I mean, Frank Clark last year still only had, was it four and a half sacks, right? Yeah. On, this, on the season. And well, we can look at the advanced stats. I'm pretty any, sure it looked better. Well, so. and I'm saying anybody you bring in can do yeah, that. So you can look at sacks all you want, but that doesn't mean that's an effective No, move. but you know I like finishing. Jeez. <laughs> well, I'm just serious. Like, I'm serious. I like guys. At least they can forcing, finish. Forcing guys, quarterbacks into a sack is also a productive defensive end. I know that, but Frank just didn't do enough of that in general. First of all, George Carl Loftus did more of that than Frank Clark did. It's when you notice. I'm pretty sure when we pull up Vane's stats, we, we'd see it. Yeah. I just, I'd rather see Frank get out there and get 14 and a half sacks than, and than four and a half four and then hurries, an extra right? few rushes. Oh, yeah. I missed four hurries. Not into it. 14 sacks. First of all, I mean, he wasn't chasing on anybody. That guy was a laboring runner. <laughs> that guy, he ran like he had sandbags around his ankles. I mean, that was, that was a rough <laughs> thing watching him try to run. So he wasn't chasing down nobody. At this, this point in his career, and he, he acts like he's got the body of an eight-year-old. So I mean, that's that's part of the problem with Frank. But well, he's sober, <laughs> dude. I'm serious. I mean, it's it's rough. But uh, yeah. Anyways, that's that's my thing on that. Frank but. had the Uzi. That's the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. Sure. No, I mean that's great stuff. I I hope. Meanwhile, let's re- talk about John ja Morant a little bit later in the show. Well, let's do it now. Let's do it now. Right now. Tanner's was, gonna watch Twitter for us for Saturday. No, well, Tanner's gonna watch Twitter for us. Um, Twitter. No, we just got to throw out the update here. John ja Morant, oh, yeah. um, after the games that he has missed, he was suspended eight games by the NBA. Um, and so he's only going to miss eight games. Like, dude, he's coming back. That's the most important thing. He's going to be back before the playoffs start. And so this is a big deal in the NBA because I had totally written the Memphis Grizzlies off. I thought that they had no shot. Even if John Morant was going to be allowed back, you know, like right in the middle of the first round or second round, like the Memphis Grizzlies aren't going to do shit without John Morant. And now all of a sudden he's only going to miss eight games. And so now they're back in the running. Now, all of a sudden we have a Western conference that is somewhat intact. Now the Denver Nuggets are shitting the bed as we speak. The Phoenix Suns are shitting the bed. As we speak, um, Golden State Warriors pretty much suck right now without Andrew Wiggins. I mean, how many Western Conference teams do I have to go through before you guys are going to start believing in the Memphis Grizzlies now that John ja Morant is going to be back for the playoffs, baby? Still finishing third or fourth. I mean, isn't this how it goes with the NBA? Nothing really matters till playoffs begin anyway. So 
I mean, this is all first of all, they've played well without him, I think. I mean, they got 40 wins on the season, right? I mean, they're they've, doing fine. They've, they've dropped spots though. We haven't we all dropped they're, they're kinda like, they're kinda like Golden I mean, State. You get up to a third and you drop down. I'm just saying spots. if if they get to the playoffs and Kevin Durant decides to shit a turd and Nikola Jokic, all of his teammates shit a turd. I mean, what do you have left? And Andrew Wiggins uh, at this you point you have the Kings who's consistent and are on the court. Nobody trusts them. There's not enough playoff experience on that roster. So what if Andrew Wiggins never plays another game the rest of the season? You're not going with the Memphis Grizzlies no, I'm when not. Ja comes I'm back? Not. I'm going Kings over Memphis. No. I'm going Kings no, you over are the not. Suns right now. I'm going Kings over a lot of teams right now. I'm telling you, the Grizzlies, if Morant starts in round one of the playoffs, they should be the favorite right now. I do not trust Denver. I do not dr- trust. I don't trust that. I do not trust the Phoenix Suns with a rusty ass Kevin Durant hobbling into the playoffs. I do not trust the Golden State Warriors with Andrew Wiggins, where, dude, he's Dennis Rodman. He just disappeared. Nobody knows where the hell he is. I don't trust any of those fucking teams. But I do trust a Ja Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies, if they are healthy, to win the West. All of a sudden, I mean, like it's like Mike and I talked about on the show on Saturday. Things are changing on a weekly basis in the Western Conference. Like it's almost like we all we we know what to expect in the East, but any team could come out of the West because things change so often. Like guys get suspended. They flash their guns on Instagram live. Um, Guys like Andrew Wiggins, they don't we don't know where they are. Um, the Denver Nuggets, I mean, nobody trusts them. Like, and where are the LA Clippers in all of this? Does anybody trust the Clippers and Russell Westbrook? And it's just like, I, I feel like the Memphis Grizzlies are in the mix right now. Mm, I don't know. Doing too much against it, see, for me to bet. Uh, Carlos, the man New Yorkers in here, guys. I had the Keens as a dark horse. The best game this season's Bucks versus Keens. That's it. That's all you're going to get from NBA and basketball fans. All right. So the rest is just going to be blah. <laughs> I'll give you a dark horse here. Okay. So I was saving this up. This is kind of like a, a story that just came out three or four hours ago. So the LA Clippers, which everybody loves to bag because, you know, Russell Westbrook is so washed and he's such a shitty player. The story came out just a few hours ago that, uh, when they went to Denver through the February 26th game, there was a charter plane that got struck by lightning. And the Clippers team and staff was on that plane. The altitude dropped several times over the Pacific Ocean. The plane was shaking all over the place. And when they got off the plane, there was paint removed from the tail where that allegedly, where the plane was struck by lightning. Um, the passengers allegedly were screaming. On the plane, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, the Clippers have won their last three games. They are the number six seed. If you want to bet on a dark horse right now, your their plane got struck by lightning. Like they all thought they were going to die. I There are players that have been quoted as saying, we thought we were done. They thought they were dead. You know what this sounds like? Space Jam, in a way. What? 
Sounds like Space Jam in a way. Space Jam? You're no. Like, you're playing Get-Hit with Lightning and all of a sudden you start winning games? You know what it sounds like to me? Space Jam, dude. It sounds to it's me like... It's It sounds it's the to monsters. me... The Monsters. The Monsters. What this reminds me of <laughs> is when Paul Pierce was in the NBA and he got stabbed. And before he got stabbed, he was just kind of like... He was an okay player. And then after he got stabbed, he turned into a superstar. And that's what I'm thinking is going to happen to the Clippers. This is lightning in a bottle, literally in a bottle. They're like, they all thought they were going to die. And now, now they're, they're, they're getting ready to make a playoff run. So I'm just saying like, I'm not going to tell you that they're going to win the championship. Like they're, they're not going to be my pick for that, but they are going to be a serious contender in the West. I do not care that Russell Westbrook is quote unquote washed. Like Kawhi Leonard is a two-time NBA champion. Paul George is still, I think, in his prime. And so Clippers, uh, it's an amazing story, but I think Clippers are going to be in the mix because the Western Conference is wide open right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Uh, Dak, Dak Prescott got stabbed in college, and look where he ended up. I mean, look at him. Well, Jerry Jones. <laughs> he's he getting paid by Jerry Jones, so he's at a little bit of a disadvantage there. Oh, I'm just saying. He and what, do you, what, do you, what do you guys think about Ezekiel Elliott? Like, is he? We, I, I know he was washed two years ago, but what do you think about Jerry Jones finally coming to the realization that yeah, he's officially? That's good. Washed. That's that's one of the best things they've done, really. And I was surprised when they fr- franchise tagged Tony Pollard, but I mean, I guess they kind of got themselves in a position where they, I guess, they talked themselves into it making sense, but. Um, yeah, I'm glad they made the choice to do that because the guy has not been good for the last three years. Uh, it's just been a big kind of waste of space while Pollard has been a really good running back. So yeah. they finally made a good choice. It's just really sad to me because <laughs> if I could put myself into Jerry Jones' shoes, I understand it's different because I'm not a, a freaking billionaire, but if I could put myself in his shoes, I would just go out and get the greatest general manager that I could find. You might want somebody to, who's well qualified and just hand over the reins and then watch my team fucking win win. Dalvin Cook's up for grabs. They don't want to trade him, so maybe Jerry gets crazy Madison, and wants to do a trade. Madison signed a two year deal with the Vikings, so he's back officially. I just want to see him hire a damn general manager that knows what It'll the fuck happen, he's doing. Dude. Right, right. Until he's dead. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing <laughs> seeing what Bengals fans have to say on Twitter wow, about all this Tanner with the Lando Brown. They're hot, so. dude. They got oh, the best signing. Stoked. Number oh, yeah. one, number they're one offensive stoked, lineman. Man. That's the best. That's the best player they've had since Anthony Munoz. Yeah, they, they now mean, they have the new Anthony Munoz over this there. This is the guy. O line stacks. Hey man, ready. oh man, they're, they're going to the Super Bowl. They're they're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, they're he's going to get him over the hump. I mean, Orlando Brown did it. Got him over the hump for the Chiefs. He could do it for the Bengals. Well, yeah, uh, we already been over the hump one time before Orlando Brown. So oh, I guess that's true. Dang, it wasn't it yeah. wasn't all him, was it? <laughs> Man, I guess uh, Eric Fisher was a part of one. Yeah, speaking of that, we could just get Eric Fisher's back on on board. What do you think of that, guys? He's still looking. So yeah, oh yeah, no Bengals. Bengals no comment. Bengals no comment on the Eric Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh, guys, do you have any final thoughts? We wrap it up today because. Obviously, there's like a lot of news going on right now through the Twitter sphere and so on. Um, still kind of keeping it up to date as time goes by with new free agency additions. I'm sure by next week, there's going to be plenty more to talk about and additions for the Chiefs and so on. And we're getting closer to baseball season, guys. 
Who's excited? I am. Tanner's excited. I'm excited about um, baseball, but uh, more importantly, it's time for the easy money bet of the week. You guys got any bets you want to do? On oh, NCAA is that your tournament? Is that your final thought of the day? Easy money bet of the week? NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah I don't think people want to hear me give basketball advice. But anybody anybody want to hit on anybody? The, uh, anybody can get it. I mean, all right, come on, anybody can. Let's win. talk about that K State versus Montana State game three versus the fourteen. Big Sky Conference generally does shitty in the NCAA tournament, except for Montana State. They they generally do okay. So uh, we got K-State minus eight and a half in that game. I am going to go ahead and take Montana State to cover. Um, I do believe that K-State will win the game, but it's going to be a whole lot closer than you fuckers think. So give me uh, Montana State to cover in that game. I like that. Plus eight and a half, minus 110 across the board, people. I like that a lot, actually. Mine is a play-on game right now. Arizona State to beat Nevada. They're up right now, 68-46. So I like Arizona State to get the win there. So to be fair, that's what I have currently in my fan duels, Arizona State winning. Yeah, yeah. that's my easy money bet of the week. You got on Barstool take, right now. He's take air, hit take right Arizona now. State to so, beat Nevada. <laughs> I, was on, I was on with Rec Room Sports today on uh, Twitter space, and I we talked about this game of Arizona State, and I told him that if Arizona State wins, watch for an upset of Arizona State upsetting somebody coming to play, because I really do think they could do it. I got to tell you guys, if you, if you guys are in Kansas, I love that Barstool sports app because you can just get jump in the middle of a game. Jump in the middle of a game and just bet on whatever the hell you Say, want. I love it. Easy money bet. Missouri loses in round two. Of the tournament. I like that one. Round two, they okay. lose. That sounds fair. I'll put that on there. And then Texas wins tomorrow by more than 12. <sighs> Gosh, you guys are making this an easy money bet. So there, that's, that's my picks for the week, guys. You know what? I'm just going to tell you the Just week. take KU's going to cover, dude. I know that the one seeds have not covered eight out of the last 12, but I just think that KU is going to cover that. So it's only 21 uh, points, right? K-State 77, Montana I'll I'll give you, I'll give you the biggest controversy pick right here. And you guys can fade or whatever the hell you want to do. And all my brackets, and I will not pick this team to win a game, uh, the losing team to win a game in any of my brackets. I got Iona over UConn, who a lot of people have favored to win the whole thing iona over yukon at plus 385 on FanDuel. rick patino is going to beat that yukon huskies team because that yukon huskies team is not that good what is the spread on that uh i'll tell you the spread here you know i'm on money line so i'm not i'm not giving you rick patino he's a hollow shell of what he used to be but i i'm interested in what the point spread is to see if i want to bet on iona to cover yukon minus nine and a half i could see that yeah i could see that yeah, isn't rick patino like 90 years old at this point no. or no 60 70 probably like 50, 60s old as somewhere. shit He's going. He's going to the Big East. He's going to be UConn's enemy. He's old. going to St. John's. Is he old as shit or is he old as fuck? Because that makes a difference in in whether I want to bet on that or not. Well, no matter how old you get, you can still shit. That's but true. I don't know if you Sorry. can do the other thing. I'm pretty sure it's uh, it is Rick Pitino. Yeah, not Richard. Jason, so are you worried about all the hackers going to steal your money in here? 
Yeah. Seven. I mean, it's, <laughs> hey, hey. You guys Rick, understand. That's not even real cash. Rick, like, we're Rick in a banking. Monopoly money? We're, we're in a banking crisis right now. This is all electronic Are money. You guys, so I know you fuckers saying. can just take it right now. That's not even real. There's no I'm such not, thing as cash anymore. Gonna, no. That's true. I ain't going to explain. It's all in crypto. It exist. Is it going to be in crypto, Bitcoin, or what? That is crypto. Yeah. That, crypto. The thing that you're looking that's at crypto. right now is <laughs> cryptocurrency. You can steal it. It's fabricated money. What do we got? 45 seconds before I have to take it off the table and they can steal it from me? Something like that, yeah. No, I'm not explaining computer stuff to you guys. I am worried about the hackers. <laughs> I'm not to answer your question, yes. To you guys. That is a yes or no question, and yes, I am afraid of the hackers. Well, the good news is for the hackers, you're going to take that money with you, but Tanner still has $10,000 stashed down here. So That's true. Uh, they, they don't have to worry about that money Come going anywhere. dig the backyard. Yeah. He's got yeah. a trap door. I and mean, if the hackers show up, yeah. they're just going to get his money, not yours. Don't yeah. give him a fake address, Tanner. <laughs> give him a fake address so they don't know where I, you live. 